Are you ready for an honest and spirited conversation on a variety of transformative topics such as courage, integrity, self-love, strength, balance? If yes, you're in the right spot. Join us today for Let's Talk About. It's an intriguing 20-minute roundtable discussion featuring internet radio show hosts John Carousella, High C. Ludemers, and myself, Mildred Lynn McDonald. And now, let's join John and High C. Good morning, everyone. This is Mildred Lynn McDonald, and thank you all for joining us for this roundtable. I'd like to welcome High C. Ludemers in Menlo Park. Hello. John Carousella in Cupertino. Good morning. And Deb Carousella in Hayward, California. Good morning. The topic that we're going to explore is around the theme of acceptance. The rule of acceptance teaches us about the importance of listening and opening our spirits by giving away the need to control or change other people, the need to control things, or the need to control situations. And the source of this phrase is from Walking on the Wind, Cherokee Teachings for Harmony and Balance by Michael Garrett. So here are the three questions that I'd like to throw out to High C, John, and Deb. Number one, does the rule of acceptance make sense to you? Second question, how do you practice the rule of acceptance in your life? And the third question is, is the rule of acceptance, in your opinion and your experience, a discipline, a practice, or a mantra for you? Okay. Here we go. Anybody want to jump in there? I like the semblance of control. I like the thought that I have a, a handle on things, that if I set stuff up, if I follow my list, if I play by the rules, things will work the way they should, the way they ought to, the way they're supposed to. And I like that. I find that comforting. It doesn't always work, obviously, but I find that really living the rule of acceptance would probably be, it probably is, difficult for me. So I don't really practice it daily in my life. And for me, it would have to become a discipline, I think, because it's not a practice. It's certainly not a mantra because it's not something that I reflect on daily it's probably something that I fight more than I embrace. Can I throw a question out there, Deb? If control was at 100%, like you could control everything, where's your comfort zone? 10%, 70%? <laughs> you started on the low end. and That, <laughs> that was scary. I'm going, oh, my goodness. I'm more like... <laughs> if control were actually something that was possible, yeah. I think probably somewhere between the the 70 to 75%, I would like to imagine that I could actually control somewhere between 70 to 75% of what happens in my life and how I impact others and how others impact me. Mm, Thanks, yeah. Mm -hmm. John or Hi C, anything to add? Well, I have spent a lot of time trying to come to grips with my control impulses, my desire to have control over things. 
And eventually I came to the conclusion that most of my control, my desire for control, was based around fear of what would happen if I didn't have control. And then I realized, you know, most of the time, control is an illusion. Even when we think we have it, we don't, because circumstances, uh, you know, the, the universe, we're flying through space at 500,000 miles an hour, exposed to anything and everything that could happen. So there really isn't a whole lot of control that I can assert in any kind of grand way. And all, you know, there's people, people and the environment and so on, just not controllable. Children, for example, are not controllable. <laughs> I eventually came to the place where I realized that I didn't really need control. What I needed was self-mastery. And I sum it up this way. The surfer does not control the wave. The surfer is the master of himself upon the wave. And so, you know, I relate that to the rule of acceptance in a similar way. It's like, as long as I am attentive to what is being offered, then I trust that there's always something to be, there's always a harvest if I'm attentive to what's being offered. It might not be what I want. It might not be what I had thought I wanted, but it's always fascinating. And it always seems to be a gift in some way. So I think the rule of acceptance is increasingly a practice for me. It, it doesn't seem to have to be a discipline so much anymore. I kind of relatively quickly came into a place where as long as I was paying attention to what was being offered and to my own reactions, I was able to navigate without feeling compelled to change a whole bunch of things. Now, I'm a very active person. You know, I'm an activist. I sign petitions and I do all kinds of things to try to create change in the world. But I don't feel like I have the compulsion to control. And that's an interesting theme to explore when you're attempting to create change versus when you're trying to control circumstances. And are those two things, two sides of the coin, in relating to the question of acceptance. And John, I'd ask you the same thing I'd asked Deb. If the scale was zero to 100% control in your life, where's your comfort zone? I actually think it's pretty low. I think it's be somewhere between, I would say between 15 and 25%. Okay. Maybe maybe 20% is a good is a good place to put it. Okay, and that feels good to you. That feels natural. Yeah. Okay, all right. Thank you, John, and hi, C. First thing that struck me, especially when Deb was talking, is that I think that what sometimes when people hear this rule of acceptance, what it triggers for them is we have to be really careful about finding ourselves using words like should be, ought to be, needs to be, because that starts to imply that I can't accept, I can't be happy with, I can't deal with something as a, unless the person or the situation or the thing is the way that I have determined would be best. And, you know, I think it speaks to both the wording 
in one of the quotes that you had from the Walking on the Wind, the Cherokee teachings, because there it says that we're giving away the need to control, whether it's people, things, situations. But it's that that word I think is very important is is need. When we need to control it, then it's in a place that is unhealthy and really not doable because there are too many factors outside of us that we can't control that can play into us feeling as if things are out of control or that we have no control over anything. And so it, it that quote actually made me think of from Buddhism, the idea of non-attachment, because the rule of acceptance for me is really saying, don't attach to any particular expectation or outcome. And like John was saying, the only thing we really have control over is our own response to things. So it's not that we don't try to make a change or don't try to take action on something, but we do it not with the attachment to the expectation of an outcome, but with the idea of this is my response to it. I will do this and then I will see what happens. If it turns out in a way that I had hoped or thought, then great. And if not, then instead of me suddenly getting angry or lashing out or looking for someone or something else to blame, I'll simply adjust my response to what has happened rather than continuing to try to control it to be the way I think it should be, I will simply work on controlling my own response so that I can accept. Because like John was saying, sometimes things don't go the way we expected or thought that we that they should. But if we're going back to that rule of acceptance and able to appreciate the value of everything, then we're able to see the benefit or the value in something not necessarily being or going the way that we thought it should. And whether that's because we learn something from that, whether that's because something better comes out of it that we hadn't been able to anticipate or envision, but it's that willingness to do what we can, accept that that's enough, but not do it in a way, just like when they talk about in relationships, not trying to change the person that doesn't mean we don't sit down and have a conversation about an issue or something that may be bothering us or whatever, but we can choose whether we're going to continue to scowl at the person and in our own heads constantly be thinking negative things about them because they always, I'll use the cliche, they always leave the lid off of the toothpaste. Or are we going to be in control of our response and accept that this person leaves the lid off of the toothpaste? That doesn't really change anything. So is it worth me creating all sorts of negative energy or anger or issues around something that really has no bearing on anything? And the value of that could be that we learn to relax a little bit because we realize, you know, even though that lid's not on the toothpaste, doesn't mean that I don't like the person, doesn't mean the person is bad, doesn't mean that the sky suddenly falls, even though I usually put it on the toothpaste. So that, to me, is where we need to look at both of the wording that they gave us, which I think is very important, the need to control. And that's where we have to loosen our grip and let go and recognize the only control we have is over our response to something. And we simply need to focus on 
how we control that rather than trying to control the external things. And I see, I throw this out to you as with John, as with Deb, on a scale from 1 to 100, where's your comfort zone for level of control in your life? Well, I would have to look at it on two levels because Mm -hmm. if I looked at it in terms of control over my response to things, then it would be 100% because I don't want to ever think that I am feeling a certain way and the cause or the blame goes to something or someone outside of me. And the second? Well, and then the other aspect would be very low. It would probably be like 20, 25% because it would just be the idea of not so much needing to control it, but simply trying to bring about some sort of grasp on it. Yeah, order as opposed to chaos. Yeah, Yeah. but not being attached to the fact that if it doesn't get ordered in the way that I'm hoping, that goes back to my 100% control over my own response. Right, yeah. So that I don't freak out, wig out, or try to force or push something into being the way I think it should be versus being able to release that grip. And for myself, my phrase that I learned, at least it makes sense to me, it's a mantra, it's if it goes left, great. If it goes right, great. Yeah, exactly. And for that, my comfort zone with control, I'd say it's somewhere around 30%, and I would always have to add in the fun factor. Mm-hmm. I've found from experience, the less I've tried to control, the more, as Heisey said, the more relaxing, and I would add fun, it becomes, because you're creating a space for what's not apparent to you to come in, right? Left is great, right is great. So I'd like to thank Heisey and John and Deb for sharing their deep and honest insights about acceptance, and also I'd invite our listeners to think about the level of acceptance that's appropriate for them in their daily lives, and if this particular topic triggers anything for them. If it does, it's an excellent opportunity to examine that belief. Also, use the example of on a scale from 1 to 100, what level of control in your life is comfortable. You may decide that you'd like to shift that, and you may decide maybe you don't. The rule of acceptance teaches us about the importance of listening and opening our spirits by giving away the need to control or change other people, the need to control things, or the need to control situations. So thank you very much, John, Hi C, and Deb. Thanks, Mildred. Thanks, Mildred. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Carousella. Please join us next time for Healing Conversations with Mildred Lynn McDonald. Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m.